I ask this sincerely, Andrew, because I feel like you're a little bit younger than me. Were you into the Seinfeld show when it was out in the 90s? Yeah, I was. Uh, it was appointment viewing. I was maybe a little young when it first came out to fully grasp everything. Um, it was my mom's favorite show. So I watched it. And then I think I've rewatched everything. I haven't watched it in probably about 15 years. And I could probably tell you a tidbit from every episode. Okay, good. Little context there. Tim Ferriss is the guy, I don't know if you're familiar with, he's uh, the four-hour work week. He's now got a podcast. He's like Mr. Silicon Valley. I feel like he does a lot of name dropping on his podcast. So sometimes mm -hmm. it's kind of hard for me to get through. But he recently interviewed Jerry Seinfeld and I got through it and I thought it was fascinating. And in this podcast, Jerry says this, exercise, weight training, and transcendental meditation. I think I could solve just about anyone's life and I don't care what you do with weight training, and transcendental meditation. I think your body needs that stress, that stressor. I think it builds the resilience of the nervous system. And I think transcendental meditation is the absolute ultimate work tool, end quote. He thinks he could fix everybody with two things, workouts and transcendental meditation. First off, do you agree with Jerry? I do. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily transcendental meditation, but kind of one of the overarching themes of that entire interview was having a structure to your day to, um, to create success. Like he says in the interview that he struggles with depression and when he's feeling off, he'll do some TM and like get himself back on. And it's, it's like the same as it's a mental workout. And I think that was a big part of it. I love that. Yeah. I, I totally connected with the system things. He's saying the problem with people when they go to work out is, is they don't say when they're going to stop working out. He says the problem with people that want to write is they don't tell themselves when they're going to stop writing. And he says that everything in life should just be a system. What I just thought was kind of brilliant. It was interesting. You told me we were going to talk about this interview and I didn't know what the, what part of it was. And I was listening to it and it, I thought you were going to, a lot, I was listening to it and a lot of it reminded me of what I say. Not that I'm like prolific, yeah. But his whole thing was like, no one is special. It's a game of tonnage. Like if you do a, a lot of work and I've thought about this show for a lot of it versus like, we didn't know what we wanted to do. We wanted to know, we knew we wanted to make a show and our show 12 months ago wasn't very good. I feel like it's getting better and it's a game of tonnage. Like he sits down and he writes like whether you're going to put pen to paper or not, you can't do anything else for an allotted amount of time. And which I think is funny about that. He says, like, who's a good writer? Nobody's a good writer. Nobody knows how to write. It's just a matter of going and putting pen to the paper, doing it every day. And then you become a better writer and you learn your voice. Yeah. And I, I guess back back to the quote, the exercise and weight training is this self-discipline and routine that kind of helps propel you. I say it, I've said it a bunch. I make my bed every day to kind of start the ball rolling on having momentum to do something. He works out. He writes every day and that gives him momentum throughout the rest of his day. Yeah. And on the exercise point, the part that I really like that he says is um, there's that point when you're going to go work out where you just don't want to do it. You're like, oh, I am so dreading this. But he's like, that's the part you got to work through. You have to do something to your body that it absolutely does not want to do. And part of working through that will enable you to get through other things throughout your day. Yeah, I mean, that's like my cold shower theory. I you, Right before I turn the cold water on, I'm like, I don't want to do this. This sucks. And it gets a little bit easier every time. So it's kind of the same thing with exercise and whatever that applies to whatever you're going to do with, with your life. Um, it's the things you don't want to do. Um, is it called swallow the frog? 
do, do the thing you want to do. Have you heard that? No. It's you have a list of things to do, and one of them is swallow a frog. You do that first to get it out of the way, so it's not always, it's not um, weighing on you as the thing you have to do. So do the thing you don't want to do first on your list, and it'll get it'll make the other things easier rather than start with the easy items and always know that this bad thing is going to be coming up. You know, one of the underlying things that I picked up, and I don't think they specifically mention it in this interview with Jerry, is that he just has great timing, right? Comedians have good timing. They were, they were talking about um, when he knew that Seinfeld, the TV show, should be done. Mm-hmm. And he just goes like, it needed to be done. Like, it was running its course. Like, I could feel my energy waning. I could feel like it just didn't have... It, it was losing momentum, so he kind of quits that. And then he also, he says, like, how did you... Were you ever thought you were going to run out of comedy material? That's what Tim Ferriss asked Seinfeld. He goes, yeah. yeah, I was running out of material. That's why I had kids. And I was like, it just like, it seems like he knows when he needs to sh- zig when he should be zagging. I mean, probably he, he is gifted in that way. But one of the things I thought was really interesting, again, with no one being special, really, is that he just puts in the work. He was telling a story about how he's doing a Q&A at a stand-up show. And this guy said, um, how do you come up with this material or like, how do you do this? He's like, well, do you think you could get up here and write a joke like I could? He's like, no, never in a million years. He's like, well, that's what I thought too. And I put in the million years to like get there. So it's just, none of it looks good. It's just, he's putting in the reps. We don't see the, the work that goes into the polished effort. Yeah, and I think the thing that's interesting about Jerry, right, he never had any other job. He was only a stand-up comedian. That's all he's ever done, and he loves it so much, like, that he takes the time every week to write jokes, to get up on stage, to refine his his craft. I don't know if we're all that lucky. Like, I don't know if everybody on the world has such something that they love so much that they they get to do that much. So I was trying to just – how do we apply to Jerry's passion to doing the only thing he's ever known – to like the average guy like me. Well, I mean, I've said this before. You can do anything that you love, but do it for free. Like he even said that in the interview, he wasn't getting paid at the beginning of like when he moved from New York to LA, he was kind of the king of the hill in New York, moves to LA and he's working for free, working in basements for eight people. Like you have to do it for free. And then if you keep doing it, you love it, you will become proficient and even an expert at it. And then you'll start getting paid for it. So if you're a mother of three working eight jobs, spend 30 seconds a day doing something for free that you love. And then maybe 45 seconds the next day. I mean, that would be my take on it. Will this show ever get to douchecom five? Because like Tim Ferriss, every other second is like, Oh, I was hanging out with my friend, the founder of Reddit or, Oh, like, are we ever going to be like, Oh, well we just had on uh you know, the CEO of Amazon. Are we going to get to douchecom five ever? I mean, is that one of your goals? Not really. Cause I just think it's so dumb. Like name dropping is so stupid. Like you're just trying to puff out your chest and he's talking, dude, he's talking to Jerry Seinfeld and he has to literally always mention his big time friends. And I'm like, come on, bro. I mean, we've had some pretty big name guests I, on this show. I don't think that makes us douchey. I think no, that's but, but a Tim. That's a but part of Tim Ferriss's personality. That's not the show. I would completely agree with you. We've had some big time people. We never reference it to other people. All right. Well, next person we have on the show, I'm going to name drop Brandon Doble. <laughs> if you'd like to get a hold of Brandon, please reach out. You can find us at Reposted Podcast on oh. Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or uh. How I Got That Way Podcast. I'm Andrew Keller for Larry and Brandon saying thanks for stopping by. <laughs>